motherfucker that only sleeps too It doesn't matter just what I do The more you wash up in the farther away it gets And I'm spending all my time thinking about this And now I'm writing it down Cause I'm hoping it'll stick Welcome to They, Them, Theirs, a monthly non-binary discussion podcast. We're here, we're queer, let's talk about it. My name is Joe, I use any and all pronouns. My name is Rain, I use they, them pronouns. Also, Mouse is here, and I don't know Mouse's pronouns. Cats have no concept of gender, please go outside. Thank you for following up the joke I was giving to you. <laughs> Welcome! Knocked it out of the park. <laughs> Just perfect setup and, and knockdown. Welcome to episode 14 uh, I'm sure everything in this episode will go as smoothly as that did. It's February. It is. Happy February. Happy February. Fre- it's February. 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 It's 29 days this month. The the leap year, I think. We be leaping. We <laughs> We sure do. <laughs> I wish that was in any way a segue to anything <laughs> that we have. Yeah, there's is there any frog <laughs> content on the board? Mouse, don't rub your head against my microphone, please. No, but we could make a joke about um, only having a gender once every four years. I think there's something there, yeah. Let's, uh, let's think about it a little bit. Some sort of leap gender. Nope, there's nothing. Let's move on. It's <laughs> a completely empty topic. There's nothing. Uh, uh, I, can, I can actually segue that into something I wrote down. Oh, wow. Amazing. Uh, uh, just because more of the lack of gender feelings. But I have been thinking. It's, it's, it's cold. It's real cold lately. Um, it still is, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's cold here in the winter months of, uh, of, of Michigan. And every time I sit down to, like, jot down where I'm at for, for my notes for this show, I'm just like, oh, yeah gender i've just not like in the jokey way i usually say it on this show but it's like in these months i tend to just dress entirely for function it's just mm-hmm. how can i be warm how, enough when i how walk can I to keep work the snow off my feet the most yeah and i i i wrote down here that the rest of my brain kind of goes into sleep mode other than that like it's just it's just purely function and I feel like I, I I just don't think about my presentation on a day-to-day basis the way that I do half of the year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I jokingly wrote down that I just ceased to have gender as a result, uh, which is not necessarily true. But I do also gender and presentation are not always equal. But I, I do think for me, there's a lot of of causation there where it's like I just don't really think much about how I interact with with. Uh, my gender, or my presentation when it's just like these months. It's just I don't try and think about what I'm wearing because I'm just going to wear a bunch of coats and I don't want to take mm-hmm. them off because it, then I'd have to carry them around. Right, yeah. I I think like, I mean, for, for us Michiganders, when it gets really cold here for, I don't know, two-thirds of the year-ish, um, <laughs> it's just like, there's no point in having an outfit on because no one's going to see it because mm-hmm. you're going to be wearing six coats the whole time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I only like, I don't, I'm using the term here, like outfit very loosely towards myself. Um, I, I like, that, know what that's you mean. I feel the same way. In, in the, non, the non-coat wearing or like light 
light coats. Yeah. Non non heavy coats. I am like, not I am not presenting myself in such a way to accurately represent myself once I take the coat off. It is just it is it is all function, which I already kind of when I like dress myself for work, it's pretty plain, but even like I just swap that out for sweaters instead of until the snow melts, my gender presentation is warm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I completely align with that, I think. I, uh, I've just been getting more pairs of overalls instead of having to even have a single thought in the morning. I should really look I'm, into I'm re- that. I'm recommending it to everyone along with like, you know, once, once in a while shaving your head. <laughs> <laughs> Still haven't done that. I've actually been growing my hair out for the last, uh, while, but I, 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 you know, I've been seeing some overalls and like, hmm, seems good. It's real comfy. You can pretend that it's a mech every time you go <laughs> to the bathroom. That's what I've been doing. What's uh? Um, oh, you also texted me this image. Thank you. Um, I I'm, also I'm, <laughs> I had to make sure you saw. It. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Um, but there's I've also been seeing. I think I don't remember. I think you have the God. I don't remember the name of the place that makes them, but like these like full like one piece outfits oh yeah the the oh my gosh like the speed suits the jumps it's depending on where you're from they're called different things coveralls jumpsuits um are you talking about like the long sleeve long pants yeah that are like kind of one kind of one thing i just saw i just just saw someone posted on their instagram story and i was like and it was like in bright pink and i was like maybe i want to get one of those they're really fun i don't know i love them they're my favorite Mm mm-hmm I love I love a good jumpsuit. Yeah, I I might have to look into that in overalls at some point. I've got fancy I've got fancy ones. I've got ones I wear to get paintballed in. Like I've done I've done the spectrum of activities. That's great. It's I love comfy. that. I enjoy it a lot. Also, you can like keep snacks in there and stuff. You can have like a whole secondary outfit underneath if you need to do like I don't know a cool outfit change or. Mm-hmm. Like a disguise. Yeah, when I um, <laughs> when I you when can I wear your pajamas underneath them and nobody knows. Yeah, that's great. There's a that reminds me of a joke from Family Matters where. Oh, you 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 really scared me. You had me. You had me worried in the first half. <laughs> I'm curious of what half of that was. Uh, scary. Uh, the part where you uh where you stopped in the middle of Family Matters and I thought you were gonna say Family Guy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you hesitated just a little. I didn't realize that hesitation was long enough to scare you. I apologize for everyone who's been scared. <laughs> Joke from Family Matters, where I don't remember the character's name, but he's kind of like this c- comic relief who just exclusively says ridiculous things. Um, but someone asks him for something. I don't know if it's like money or something in his or like he's like, oh, my wallet's on my other pants. And he stands up, pulls his jeans down and reveals another pair of jeans under them. And then pulls his wallet out of it. And I, I think it's fucking funny. I think about that joke a lot. That's a good joke. It's really like, good. I'm not, I'm not laughing at all, but that's because <laughs> my eye, my eyebrows are raised so hard. I can't laugh. Like, <laughs> damn. It's yeah. a really good joke right there. It's good. Uh, but I would love to pull that off in a jumpsuit. Just be like, oh, it's in my other pants. And just like unzip the whole fucking thing. And, like, you should absolutely <laughs> do that. Step out of it. And then be like, oh, here it is. I've been doing that, like, to work, okay, like, not to, you know, do great jokes on anyone, but just, again, because my legs are cold. 
I did. Um, I, I've talked about my my combat boot purchase for Riku cosplay on the podcast before, but I have been mm-hmm. wearing those pretty regularly in my my walks to work or to 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 movie theaters that I do every weekend. Um, to like they're not super insulated, but uh, I can fit like my pants under them, so I'm mm-hmm. fine. And I I. They're not as bulky as my actual winter boots, or they're more comfortable to wear long term. So I don't like overheat my feet, and um, I just rec- I just recommend a good, good combat boot. I need to get new boots because I have torn through mine ag- again already mm-hmm. pretty quickly. I just keep thinking about getting new boots, and then the phrase "Are these bees NB enough for me?" <laughs> the first the first B being boot the second being binary and the end being non great <laughs> <laughs> what do you what do you look for in a boot i want i need no buckles on mine because i'm like mm-hmm. running around a lot and i don't want jingling i've got the pair i have right now that i've like completely destroyed just by wearing them every day they've got zippers on both sides mm. and it drives me nuts because since I'm not straight, I can't sit with my feet on the ground. And so I've always got at least yeah. like one foot up under my butt. Yeah. Um, and like, God, you should, zipper. you should see me sit in a recliner for two hours. It's, <laughs> it's something else. <laughs> and I do it all the time. Uh, for me, I, I might, my current pair are zip up, but I do, it does make me miss, and I'm sure it'll, it'll come again in the warmer months, but I do miss having a pair I used to have that, were only laces so i could like fold mm-hmm. down the 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 boot i guess the 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 neck the tongue well like the whole thing the tongue or the oh the like it like, like it went up above the, the ankle the boot shaft yeah the boot shaft like folded <laughs> down because the inside was like floral print oh yeah, yeah, yeah okay i get what you mean and i those those fell apart at some point um but i think the boot internal yeah but i think i might get another pair like that for more gender expression rather than function and form um mm-hmm. but if boots cost money they do that's it's that's like the the biggest asterisk <laughs> on have, any no follow-up to that on any it's... on any fashion conversation i'm just like I would say like half, not even excluding my day job, like half of my presentation in fashion is based on I already own this and thing new things cost money. So like every now mm-hmm. and then I try and sprinkle in something new that I'm feeling like over uh over Christmas I bought myself a nice pastel pink sweater that like is too intentionally too long um <laughs> in the torso uh mm-hmm. cuz I've always wanted like that kind of sweater and i got myself one and it's really nice uh, it's also Good, nice. not warm so i i wore it in california and not here <laughs> <laughs> is it uh if i may ask did you get it from like a like a a gendered store um it was yeah it was in the men's section of a target oh okay cool cool because i was gonna i was gonna say like i've i have this like personal quest where i try and find identical pieces of clothing in the like again air quotes men and women section of the store you can find stuff that's like close but the women's version of something is always thinner it's always like you're 
like women aren't allowed to be warm. It's not allowed. Yeah. You can't you can't have pockets or you can't have good functional pockets that hold anything necessary. You mm-hmm. can hold half a chapstick and like two pennies and a dime or nothing. And also all of your sweaters have to have big holes in them that can't be warm and they all have to be fitted. Yes. For some reason. That's that's my that's what I've been finding. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, and then I just go screw this and scuttle on over to the men's section and find something in the exact same color for half the price mm-hmm. and like th- three times the thickness of fabric. That's gender, baby. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Fucking sucks eggs. Yeah, I uh, I usually buy women's pants because I like, I mean, it's it's more and more easy to find skinny jeans and and men's styles now um it wasn't when i was a child but now it's much easier but still i tend to lean towards feminine fits uh or in air quotes sure feminine fits but um i've been pretty lucky at finding usable pockets that's amazing i every time i find a pair of pants that i really like I I think that they have pockets, and then when I go to try them on, I realize it's one of those bullshit fake pockets where some they're just decided to waste literally everyone's fucking time by psyching me out with Mm -hmm. what looks like a pocket, and then you can't you can't stick your little hand in there. Why'd you even bother? Why are you even giving me the illusion of pocketry? Because they're hoping you don't check it before you buy it. (laughs) Well, sometimes you don't, and then you get home and you get real fucking pissed because you don't have pockets, and you thought you did. Yeah, uh, the ones I have now, um, I, like, I keep my wallet in my front pocket, but I, which I I guess is not a thing that everyone does, but I, that fits fine, but then my phone, usually, like, half of it sticks out, which, to be fair, I have a large phone, but it's, like, still, yeah, it's still ridiculous. Mm -hmm. If I turn it, if I put it in defense mode, if I turn it sideways, it fits (laughs) fine. Which I do, I do have to do because I see so many fucking movies, and I always end up sitting in recliners because the theater I go to, and I don't mm-hmm. want it to slip out of my pocket and lose it right. forever. So, I gotta so you gotta activate that trap card. Put it in defense mode. I lately, I handle so many things that are that shape between my phone and DVD Blu-ray cases that I just. My brain is just hardwired into thinking if I turn it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Pause. Pause the podcast. Pause the show. Are you surprised that I watch DVDs? No, I'm. I'm scared that your phone and a DVD case are comparable sizes. So we need to not talk comparable about that. sizes. Okay, more just okay. uh, rectangular. Okay. Okay. I'm I don't, sorry. Continue. My phone isn't I just, that I, big. I don't have I a fucking got, iPad in my pocket. <laughs> I just got really scared. I'm like, wait, how big is Joe's phone? not that big it's just uh okay. google pixel 3 xl i went for the bigger one um Ooh, big boy yeah anyways um i i'm a very visual person uh so like when i have a, a bunch of stacks of dvds on my table i i distinguish the ones i've watched by putting them differently and my brain uh. just immediately goes to this is defense mode because <laughs> i'm a child i mean I don't know enough about Yu-Gi-Oh to make a really good joke right now, so let's just pretend I did. Haha, <laughs> good one, Rain. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> uh, Blue-Eyes White Dragon segue. <laughs> great. 
Yeah, I don't know. We have to talk. We we have to talk about it. Talk about what? You know what? You you bolded and underlined it. Oh Jesus Christ! Before we get to the real meat of the podcast, we have to talk about one more bullshit. Let me let me segue and say blue toe fast hedgehog then. Wait, what? What You said blue eyes white dragon, and I'm now changing it to to blue toes fast hedgehog. Okay, let's pretend like we. Like I wasn't stupid and understood the really good joke you just made. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> oh yeah, we were talking about Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, Blue Eyes White Dragon. Blue Toes Fast Hedgehog, more like. Oh shit! Aha. Damn. Shit. Ass. Fuck. Tell me about. <laughs> I saw the movie. You saw it. I saw you... it. You saw the Hedgehog movie. And now I'm demanding you tell me about it. I'm holding you hostage on our podcast. It exists. I <laughs> I didn't actively hate it. I don't think there's anything like it's just bland. Mm-hmm. It's just another. It's not gritty. It's not gritty enough for you. I don't need it to be gritty. It's just you can you. Can, it's so it maybe easy isn't the word I want to say, but like there's plenty of kid targeted family friendly movies that are about something and matter. This isn't one mm-hmm. of them. This is ju- this is just What's the message? Friends is it are gotta cool. Go fast? Friends oh. are cool. And he's a funny hedgehog. Really? Who's the what friend what friends the even are there? James Marden, right. Mate Marsden plays a it's this movie is copaganda and I think no one is addressing that. It's also got like in uh let me let me pull up. Is it is it copaganda the same way um that Oh, wow. I almost just committed a really huge uh, crime. What's the word? I almost just called the movie Zootopia for affinity. Um, <laughs> is it? <laughs> is it, is it copied I mean, in the can, same way you, that Zootopia? You can search for no, one on no, the other. No, 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 no. <laughs> Not doing this. Not like this. Not like this. Is it copaganda the same way that Zootopia is copaganda? I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's the lead man is a white guy cop who just wants to do good. And Mm -hmm. that's, I mean, that's pretty much the entire depth of his character. He's like, I want to, I want to save someone's life. And then the life he ends up saving is Sonic's. He could just volunteer at a humane society. It would be so easy. Yeah. Um, I just want to read from David Ehrlich is a movie reviewer that I, uh, like reading his stuff. Um, but in his review for Sonic, he says, it's not a great sign of creative storytelling when a kid's film plugs Amazon, Zillow, and Olive Garden in the span of a single scene without a trace of irony. Oh my god. It's very real. Uh, and he continues, it's not compelling evidence of artistic purpose when that Olive Garden joke is stretched into a recurring gag. No! What? Are you serious? Yeah. I mean, I, did, I, I know you are, but... Yeah, there's what a... Yeah, it's... It's weird. I mean, I'm glad I saw it in the middle of the day on a weekend so I could hear kids laugh at it. Uh-huh. So I was like, Did oh. that help? It, it, it helped in knowing that, like, it helped me, like, ground my expectations for it. Um, and be like, okay, yeah, this is what they were going for, and it landed, and it just never, it just kind of stayed. Does Sonic have to eat at Olive Garden a bunch because of the unlimited soup, salad, and breadsticks, and he needs to carbo-load because he's got to go fast? <laughs> See, that's funnier than what the movie fucking does! Oh, no! <laughs> 
Where's my check? Where's my money? Please? You deserve it. I'm sure the fucking that's the thing. It's like there's a lot of lines. Uh, I've, I've everyone. I shouldn't say everyone, but I've seen some people say like, "Oh, but Jim Carrey's good," and I'm like, he does his lol to random shtick, but I never think it really stands. I think he's at his best at the very end of the movie. Like the like, I almost think. Maybe the second one, because it will definitely make it, because it's dominating the box office this weekend. But I'm just like, if he comes back in full tilt in the second one, I could be into that. That would be great. He, is, it, he, is, it, is it like a good descent into madness for the Eggman character? Because that's, that's who I really care about. Yeah, Until but we it's, get like yeah. a standalone Amy Rose and Cream the Rabbit. Like I need the Sonic Extended Universe. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, yep. there's... Yep. I, I, yeah, it's... Can you just imagine a big, a, like a big the cat, like direct to Netflix show? Please, <laughs> I am more interested in that because I feel like the thing about like this movie to me that I think is bland is just like, and I've heard a lot of people say this exact sentence where it's just like, you have this character like Sonic that can do anything and go super fast, and you can make these crazy visual sequences with it, but they put him in the passenger seat of a car for like the entire second act. Oh, shit. Um, so it's just, I don't know. It's just a boring kids movie to me. I, none of the jokes really landed. Mm-hmm. There's a couple cool segments, but I don't know, it's fine. I saw Birds of Prey. and I also a... saw Birds of Prey. Let's talk about Birds of Prey, which is better. Oh my gosh, we both saw the, a movie that we both saw. Yeah. We both saw a movie. <laughs> and, I, and I saw it too. Wow, we both saw it wow. and you saw it. <laughs> this, this never happens. This is not a movie podcast. This is not a movie podcast. That's that should be our new um, subtitle. Uh huh. They them there is like, a monthly non-binary discussion podcast. Asterisk not is, a movie they, podcast. <laughs> they them there's this is not a movie podcast. Yeah, we 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 try to talk about a lot of pop culture and how it intersects with media, but sometimes we talk about mainly movies and gender has nothing to do with it. Sometimes you just are non-binary and have to talk about the yes. Sonic movie yes. with your non-binary friend for a little bit. Yeah, it can be both. And and then you spend time editing and publishing it and releasing it to the whole wide web. Uh-huh. And, and that's fine. And that can be a family. And that's okay. And that's valid. And that's valid. Uh, okay, let's talk about Birds of Prey. Did you... I don't think this is a spoiler. They did a lot of weird uh, time-jumpy stuff. Yes. Not I I hesitate to call it like time skippy, but it's just sort of like act like cool movie sequence. And then it's like four weeks ago or yeah. like t- two hours ago. And for me, I I thought that was really unnecessary. And I felt like the movie just could have been better. Like, yeah, I thought that could have been better. Absolutely. It was, I, that was like a little weird. I didn't think it was necessary. But like other than that, for like the most part, it was very fun. Mm-hmm. It made me laugh a lot. It made me hide my eyes behind my hands. Um, I think I, I got... can probably guess which part you're talking about. <laughs> there were just a couple times where I got a, li- a little squeamish and spooked. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I am a gentle little frog, so yeah. It's it's not like it's a scary movie or anything like that. I'm pretty um, sure I know exactly what you're talking about because my entire <laughs> theater also was like, oh god, yeah. <laughs> and it's not even like it's um, not gory in any way. It's just like, oh Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Um, just like conceptually mm-hmm. sque- squeamish. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of played in a comedic way that I'm like, okay, it's weird. Yes. Yeah. It's not gonna um, say what it is, but we're on the same page. <laughs> 
I, I, I don't want to say it because I'm worried that we're, it's not the same thing. We'll just, we'll just live in this space of never knowing. <laughs> yeah, we're going to just move through it. It's going to be fine. Yeah, I mean, I had a good time watching it. Um, I don't think it did anything wrong. I think there's a lot of aspects of it that are, like, genuinely benefited by having women writing it, women directing it. You can you can feel that energy. Absolutely. Like you can you can tell you can tell that it's like made by women and that like women were involved in the process of the movie. Yeah. Oh, that is that's that's one thing I wanted to bring up. I saw before seeing the movie, someone mentioned like, oh, you know, women were involved in this because during the fight scene, someone gives someone else a hair tie. That's not why I, I think it's written by a woman. <laughs> <laughs> that was just like the post I read. But yeah. Like that, that cracked me up, but then I did get mad because when that scene happened, it was like, gave him a hair tie. And then the next scene, the hair was down again. And I was just like, mm. yeah, <laughs> I, got, I got upset about that. It's like, the fight is still happening. You should still probably mm-hmm. tie your hair back. I don't know. I, I always pay attention to stuff like that. And I get like, your man, your hair would be in your face. Or yeah. When someone's wearing lip gloss and then their hair isn't just like attached to their lips the whole time. Mm-hmm. That's that. That's where I draw my realism line. That's fair. <laughs> everything else, everything else, I'm fine with. But if you have sticky lip gloss uh-huh. and your hair isn't sticking, I'm calling bullshit. These are valid criticisms. <laughs> I had a I had a fine time. Um, there's a lot of things about it I like. I do think the first half is a mess of pacing. Yes, because it like yeah, it flashes back to explain things. Uh, in the middle of a high octane sequence that like drags the momentum of the movie to a halt yeah and it's it's completely unnecessary because it's it's not like it's something that happened like 50 years ago and you need no to, it's just like, like hey completely we, break the pacing we, to tell we, the audience yeah we skipped over it so we could show her beat up some cops and now you're, you're gonna stop that listen to exposition for 15 20 minutes and then go back to the cop beating with that information mm-hmm. and it's like you could have just saved all the cop stuff and be, beat them all up in the same scene that scene was really hilarious and fun to watch oh yeah the act that's the thing the action of this movie is phenomenal the, yeah all of, it's all, all, uh, every cop all the fight she beats scenes up, are a joy to watch and uh the last one um all the stuff in the amusement house i or park house thing um i'm just glad it went on so long like i was i was like i was like this is good i want to stay here and then they did yes yeah it was like this is this I like this set. Can we stay here and play in this yeah, space, it was good. please? A- and then they and then they did. Apparently, I haven't seen Itanya yet. Apparently, this is the second time Margot Robbie has skated to Barracuda <laughs> in a movie. But I'll report oh back. Oh my when I- god! It yeah yeah. I've seen both of these. You've seen Itanya. Good. Isn't that wild? What that just like I like you could you could just like put a list of every movie ever made like, on a wall and throw darts at it, and, like, that's pretty much what I've seen. <laughs> but it, it's only, like, f- ten darts. That's fair. The the ten, yeah. the ten movies to define you, but it's just the ten you happen to have seen. Yeah, on accident. That's valid. Mm-hmm. I, I, Tanya's actually sitting on my desk to be watched. I just haven't gotten around to it. I just like Margot Robbie. But, yeah, she's great. Um, first half's a weird. The voiceover, I think there's a little much of it. I think... To me, it it makes me feel like the movie doesn't trust what it's showing you. So she explains it. And I'm like, I'm, well, I already understand what she's doing because I'm watching the movie. I I personally enjoy like character narrations of stuff like that. I do. Um, I do, too. I, I, 
it's my favorite thing about heist movies is when they explain what's going on um because there's no like the, because <laughs> because the visuals are intentionally deceiving right in this movie it felt a little repetitive and then she doesn't speak for like 45 minutes <laughs> Well, okay, yeah, that's true. That's true. It's fine. I just uh, I could listen to her do like the Harley voice same. and just like narr- narrate me doing the laundry or some shit. Like I love it. Yeah, she's she's great. She's a treasure. She is. She got nominated for best supporting for Bombshell, which everyone I know said that she was better in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood anyway. Mm, haven't haven't seen either of those. I've seen One Spot of Time in Hollywood. There's a lot of bare feet in that movie. All right, Quentin. Yeah, it's it's he really doubled down. Um, it's a weird meandering movie, but I like a lot of parts of it. Oh wait, did he actually do that movie? Oh yeah, yeah. That's his <laughs> okay. ninth movie. I was just kidding. <laughs> no, you were right. I'm dabbing. None of you can see it right now. I can I'm feel dabbing. it though. Yeah, I think I think Leo's pretty good in it. Um, and so is Brad Pitt. It's just the story is weird. Anyways, uh, how did we get here birds of prey oh yeah i also have i also saw the back half of parasite which was good <laughs> ah yes made uh made, made some we, some oscar history a week ago did we talk about did we talk about color out of space uh no but we both seen it oh yeah that was good that was cool yeah it was i laughed i laughed at the at the the witchcraft in that movie is all i'll say that's fair that, that's 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 always enjoyable for me when there's like magic stuff in uh media because sometimes I'll just be like that's legit and other times I'm like ah, that is not legit. Uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It was it was legit, which is I think why I found it funny is because it was like I I'm like going on a tangent here. Nobody cares about my magic stuff. <laughs> it made it made me laugh. It's not even remotely the point of the movie. It's like a five minute scene to introduce the daughter. Yeah, where she's doing a spell to make her mom's cancer go into remission. Which like that's a pretty good use of magic, but mm-hmm. probably gonna backfire in a way that results in an alien coming down on your family farm and bad stuff happening. Yeah, what do and, I know? And drawing out all of your familiar trauma and 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 uh it's not going very well. Yeah. This isn't not a movie podcast. It's not, although uh we can continue this conversation because I I do have a note here about oh, the Oscars. Yeah, there's I was like, why are we talking about this? Because we have a point. And the point is... Yes. Um, this, I mean, that's not why we got on this topic, but it is <laughs> uh, a great transition. Um, I mentioned like a minute ago that uh, Parasite made some Oscars history by sweeping a bunch of big awards. It's great. I'm very happy about it. It was my favorite movie of 2019. Um, caveat, have not yet seen Portrait of a Lady on Fire, but I'll get back to you as soon as I do. Every day I Google <laughs> it and cry when I don't see it. But shout out to Parasite for winning simultaneously uh, original screenplay, international film, uh, directing, and best picture. It was really good. I, and I'm saying that not having seen the full movie. But what I did see. I do recommend wow. it. <laughs> wow. Uh, I re- the movie's so good. And it's great that it won. I said that I like walked in on the back half of it. I I got home and my partner was already watching it, which is why I didn't see the first half. Mm-hmm. But then after that, we watched Snowpiercer, which I had never seen before, and he had. So, so you know, just continuing continuing the Bong Hive movies. 
none of them are available at my local library or like in the system at all. Like I like can't even get it like on hold and transferred. They only have Parasite oh, now. Um, I figure they'll probably get the his Criterion is picking up Parasite and uh, Memories of Murder. I think is the title. Mm-hmm. And they'll probably get that when it goes to Criterion because they have a lot of Criterion stuff. But I probably will see it before then. Anyways, on the topic of the Oscars, uh, I think awards in general, but I, I've heard it a lot with Oscars lately, and I'm of two minds about it. But uh, the best. You're of t- two wolves about it? Yes, I am gay. And I think <laughs> there, there, there's conversation about basically um, making these award categories gender neutral because we have the dichotomy of two categories for for men actor and then two for for actress supporting and lead um respective like for both of them um and there's a lot of conversation about just completely making it all gender neutral uh, which is good because either you have people who are not men in the men category people who are not women in the women category um or just people who don't feel welcome in either regardless and as obviously the way to go i think that would also need a lot of other reform of the academy and these award ceremonies in general because i my immediate thought is oh, okay so men would just win twice as much right yeah and it i mean yeah it just really depends on like it, it's it it's does need to happen like, it would be i mean it would be interesting to get rid of the gender like gender in the category but to i think it would be well i mean again just like my personal opinion like what if you did like acting by the genre of the film or something like that? You know, like best comedy acting, best drama acting. Yeah, something um, like that. The Oscars. But I guess then you get like crossovers, and that's when it gets messy. Yeah, I uh, I'll I'll plug it later. I wrote a little bit about the Oscars um, for Uppercut Crit uh, right before the Oscars came out or happened, whatever the words are. Um, and I, I briefly touched on the evolution of it because it used they used to separate uh, best picture by genre. I say used to as in like, I don't know, the thirties, but Mm -hmm. there's, there's subtle changes that like benefit certain people like animated category, like best animated film only came about because big kid filmmakers didn't want to lose to Beauty and the Beast, (laughs) which was nominated for best picture. It's so funny. Yeah. And it's stupid. And now a lot of people don't take animated, the animated category seriously at all. They don't even watch the they they don't they just like so many people in the academy just say like oh yeah i just asked my kid what their favorite movie of the year was and i say toy story 4 and i imagine a lot of frustrating yeah it's so demoralizing to to animation i mean it's like that with all of the movies though like every time i read about the people who choose who wins they're just like yeah i watched two movies and so i voted for the one that i liked better of the two i saw yeah are you are you freaking kidding me? I mean, yeah, uh, Best Picture used to only be five movies a year. Um, they expanded it to five to ten, depending on the votes, uh, because everyone was mad that The Dark Knight was not nominated. And <laughs> even I even feel like maxing out at ten, I'm like, you can you can see ten movies in a year, I think. I think that's pretty I do, and, and I do on accident. Yeah. Um, even if they're just Marvel movies, you I mean, that's four right there. None of them are getting nominated except for Black Panther. Mm-hmm. 
The cate- the categories could be different and more interesting. Absolutely. Um someone I saw I don't know if I it's in the article that I linked here. Um that'll also be in the show notes. That's what made me bring it up. But I think it's in this article that mentions how the Grammys separate like best new artist. Um because yeah. like you, it's it's a it's a different playing field between them and people who have been in the industry for a decade. Yeah, it would be it would be interesting to do like best actor over i don't know maybe well no because you could have your breakout role and you'd be like 50 or something like that well yeah like this is the first time laura dern's won an oscar and she got it for marriage story even though she's better in little women Mm-hmm. I'm nodding really hard at the microphone mm-hmm. like you can hear it yeah um oh, man genre could uh could 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 do some some good in uh and separating out awards or performances. Um, Shit could be better. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like simultaneously like this intricate conversation about like identities being represented and also the way that films are and then like how... Because like to be nominated, pretty much all you have to do is screen in LA in the calendar mm-hmm. year <laughs> and then have enough people want to vote for it. Yeah, I think it's definitely an interesting conversation of like not having that gender divide but uh even just like seeing some like communities do their own voting and collect them together i i saw a lot of like best acting was like three men and then the fourth place was a woman mm-hmm. and it's like i i worry about that um and it's like if we're going to fix one thing i think we should probably fix everything <laughs> but yeah it's a good conversation that i think is valuable to have Okay, if you got to make a really weird award category, what would it be? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I mean, like, I'm sure I could think of a, try and think of a funny joke for this, which might be what you're- I'm not, I'm not trying to be goofing. Like, I think it would be really super sick if they had an award for, like, the best, like, laughing and crying- you know, a lot of Oscar performances is in how good you can cry. Um, I, I Then maybe just get rid of the crying. Just do, like, best gut-busting laugh. Best on-screen fart. <laughs> oh, Mike Myers won again. He wasn't even in a movie this year. <laughs> he hasn't even worked in 10 years. <laughs> uh, actually, Sonic might get that one next year. But, yeah, I don't know. I would need more time to think about it because it's like there's a lot of different aspects of performance that get grouped together, mm-hmm. and it really just you are, t- de- you are taking it too seriously. You, like, I am. It doesn't, yeah. ha- it doesn't have to be like a primo primo goof, but um, you are taking the question a little bit too seriously. That, yeah, that's the thing. It's like <laughs> I actually, I don't know. I care a little bit. I care a little bit too much. Joe, I'm gonna need you to care less. Yeah, I'm, sorry. I'm gonna need you to dial it back a little bit. Could you please give less of a shit? I'm sorry, I'm kidding. Best stop motion sequence to book smart. Oh, that's good. That's a good one. Best scene where a man gets beaten to death by a guitar given to Under the Silver Lake. <laughs> <laughs> Best fight while wearing rollerblades. Yeah. Weirdly, Cat's got that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of like genres that don't get represented. Like if it was separated out by, by genre and stuff, there's, the thing is, my issue with that is there's a lot of movies that would then slip through the cracks because they're not clear cut. Yeah. Like, like Parasite doesn't really, like, 
if there was a thriller category, sure, like that's maybe the closest they could campaign for. And like little, I don't know, period piece is 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 the type of thing. Sci-fi and horror are both really underrepresented genres. Mm-hmm. I, I I had a lot of fun coming up with my idea, um, and then I didn't put any work or thought into it, and now I'm having a great time watching it completely fall apart as we talk about it. Because yeah, nothing nothing is like singular genre. Yeah, that, that's that's the thing too. It's like I'm like, oh, this is there's a great platform here for jokes, and then. Maybe instead, all movies are now dual type. There's only 16 <laughs> types available, and we can make Fuck. movies battle, battle to the death. Uh-huh. As long as trauma is a type. I think of course we'll it is. I don't know, but it's a good conversation, and I'm sure the conversations will exist for at least 10 years before anything happens. That's how, that's how the work gets done. We just have to talk about it every year until someone finally does something. Yeah, because like, I, don't, I don't know why Uncut Gems is snubbed or like not acknowledged but it is and then ad astra is just like i don't know it's a sci-fi movie i guess people don't care about sci-fi or horror midsummer midsummer was completely ignored and us you're so right i forgot that those both happened that year how oh god yeah it's like a weird act of like self-parody even that the opening music number included references to us and midsummer but they had zero nominations. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Glad Parasite won a bunch of shit. <laughs> Is, uh, that's the that's the Oscars talk. That's that's, that's been our movie podcast. Yeah, see you next year. Um, this is not a movie <laughs> podcast. I am sure we will talk about movies. I actually I know we'll talk about movies again before the end of this episode. But um, we'll take a break and instead talk about. Uh, I guess we can stay on the like topic of narrative and, and jump to animation mm-hmm. because i managed to go like a fucking year without learning this because this is like i don't actually well i think it was like march i don't remember when the netflix evangelion dub happened i don't either but it's definitely not new no no not at all <laughs> um it, it's it's old news uh it's in, in fact i when i started my evangelion podcast nervous rex we like I know we started before the Netflix stuff came out, and but we were like a couple months ahead, and that and that show is nearly a year old. So, um, getting there, anyways. June June twenty nineteen. Oh, I hear I was think I think it was announced for spring, and it just got pushed. Uh, anyways, Evangelion. You can listen to me talk about it in depth on Nervous Rex. This this won't be us getting in depth on our feelings on the show. Uh, but I learned that the voice actor for Shinji is non-binary. Yeah, uh, Casey Mangilo. And I listened to it. I hadn't watched any of it on Netflix, um, but learning this, I, I pulled it up and listened to a little bit of the first episode, and I think they have a great voice for Shinji. I think they're phenomenal. What I heard sounded great. I think they completely nail that tone of, like, young meekness in, in Shinji. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting because so many people watching that show relate to Shinji in regards to like a gendered experience. Like, yeah, Sh- Shinji struggles so much with masculinity and whether that's just a, like a, a, a crisis of masculinity or something that regards to like not identifying as a man when assigned that way. Uh, the the show is like, I think, a little vague with their that character's experience but a lot of people resonated with it who are uh 
trans or non-binary or gender non-conforming or uh, at all. People who are not at all. That too. <laughs> yeah, I, I personally never identified with Shinji at all, except for when I'm uh, trying to get out of my overalls really quickly to go to the bathroom. Um, <laughs> I, because then, the, then I'm always like, get in the overalls, Shinji, or Rain will have to do it again. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, identifying with Shinji is like a, a very loaded sentence. Um, and and again, <laughs> right. I'm, so, I'm sorry. And and I and I, that's the thing is like there are certain aspects of that character that I think are. Oh my god! I'm so part of it, and also the the show and the things that happened after the show ended are two different fucking worlds. I'm sorry. It's just. Saying that identifying with Shinji is a loaded sentence is such a pun on its own. Holy fuck. It's a complicated text. Listen to Nervous Rex now on the Orange Ghost Podcast Network. Um, We are almost (laughs) done with the show. And I gotta watch End of Evangelion again. Then you, man, you're gonna have another podcast down. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Time to start another one again. (laughs) Anyways, Casey's great. They're doing a great job. And I I think it's really cool that... It's uh, they said it was a big honor for them yeah, to be able to absolutely. play Shinji, so that's really cool. Uh, I checked out their website and listened to their demo reel, and hell of a range, like just mm-hmm. hell of a range is all I can say. Lots yeah. of different great character voices. They've been um, in a couple Gundam shows I saw, um, and Neverwinter I saw, but I think they're in Red Dead Redemption. They've got they've got a a pretty juicy CV. Of nice. uh, of of stuff they've been in. So you love really to cool. see it. You love to see it. Yeah, that's cool. It's always great to see non-binary people doing cool stuff, and not exclusively being relegated to non-binary roles, which is yes. nice. But yeah, that's that's that. Um, the other two things I have written down here are a little more serious and not about narrative media in the exact same way. But I guess a different type of of media and expression that I have here is about. Uh, everyone's favorite app, TikTok. <laughs> it's an app that people use. It, it is. I've 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 never used it or downloaded it, but you're right. I I was hoping you'd have more experience than me with it for the sake of this I've, segment. No, I'm so sorry. I've got approximately zero experience. I uh, I've but, seen the ones that are on that get posted on Twitter sometimes. Uh, my partner has sent me some some funny or cute ones with cats in them. I, weirdly enough, have seen ads for TikToks in movie theaters. That's so strange. Like, I've, I've seen advertisements for the app. It's a weird world we live in. Anyways, uh, I got an article here from the BBC uh, titled, Transgender Users Accuse TikTok of Censorship, uh, because it seems like a lot of trans content on the platform has been uh, removed um, for for various reasons. Some are are dumb some they have no reason for whatsoever it just seems to be happening um and there was one uh comment in the article that i thought was telling which was they would remove the video but not harassment commented on it right yeah which i think like, is as just if like the, yeah. as, as, as if the video is the problem and not like yeah. people being freaking transphobic yeah um which i think is an unfortunate point that a lot of social media platforms have like go with after they get big and popular. Oh, yeah. uh, and the, this, I mean, it just like reminds me about like YouTube, uh, demonetizing like content from, uh, like queer content makers and things like that. Yeah. It's like people uploading the same video twice, but if they 
don't mention their identity in the title, it doesn't get blocked. But mm-hmm. when they do, it does. Shit sucks. Shit sucks. Yeah. So that's that's not cool. Yeah, that's a bummer. Uh, TikTok is like, I mean, it's definitely a, a, it's like, a short it's short video app. If you're completely oh, unfamiliar yes. with it, we shouldn't. We definitely shouldn't assume. Like, we don't even use it, and we're talking about it. Um, yeah. Well, I, I know a lot of good has come out of it because I see other people talking about it. Um, and it is like a thing that a lot of like younger people, younger than I, use um, and and get a lot out of. Uh, I, the youths. I I I'm not even old, but I'm I'm still older than the user base of TikTok. But I I I've seen a lot of good come out of it from from the from the Zoomer generation. Yeah, the Zoomers the Zoomers are are killing it on there. Absolutely, I've seen people organize like strikes and shit on it because it's just like. I have access to talking to a bunch of people on it. There's a lot of like tools in it to uh, build on other people's videos as they exist, um, Mm -hmm. which is which is cool. And yeah, it just there's a lot of trans and and other LGBTQ stuff on it. And it's a shame to to see it be removed. Yep, it's just some cool, cool censorship for existing. Yeah, I guess there's been some pushback to some things being allowed to to go back up but it seems to be still getting there just gotta keep making a stink yeah yeah absolutely and i implore everyone to uh make the stinks that are necessary make those stinks make them do it five minute crafts how to make a stink (laughs) uh the only other note i have here in, in in this section of the like uh news articles etc is um we have an outline. Aren't you guys proud of us? Yeah, which we which we've jumped around on, but um, it it's fine. Uh, anyways, I have an article on a, uh, and and I'd heard about this uh on Twitter as well, but uh, there was a anti-trans bill specifically um like I think surgeries. It just says uh yeah reassignment surgeries. That like uh, there was a bill trying to be passed in South Dakota to ban that, and it has been completely killed, and that's great. They were trying to say that uh, doctors giving like gender affirming hormones and care is child abuse rather than the polar opposite. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Which like not letting kids be themselves is child abuse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, like that that's that's how you get depressed kids. And yeah, it was. I, I like this phrasing of it too, where it's uh, it's moved to the forty-first legislative day because the session is limited to forty. That's such a weirdly mm-hmm. specific way to kill a bill. I think it is. Um, weird thing that I learned in the process of of reading about this. Um, I feel like I've heard a lot of things on Twitter about various bills being completely like nullified before anything happens. Maybe I've just heard about this one a couple times and thought it was multiple things, but it's 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 good that not everything is getting worse all the time. I like it. It is good news to know that this didn't get passed. It's cool that sometimes good things happen. Yeah, in this in this nightmare sphere. Absolutely. Yes, because it is so easy for bad things to happen. Also, we got some really great photos out of it of people uh, riding horseback bearing trans flags as a banner which is like yes 
really cool. I I will include a link to this tweet in the show notes because I love it very much. <laughs> Just some some trans youth on horseback bearing a, the trans flag. What's uh, when I first saw it, it it was one of those Twitter things where you could only see the top half. And it was like open mm-hmm. for a surprise. And I was just, yeah. there's no way I could have guessed how great it, of an image it would have been. It's, I, I love those when it pays off. Uh, elsewhere, we alluded to, we mentioned it last time we recorded, but we recorded the day after its release. But I'm, we, we have since listened to the new AJJ record. Yeah. It's real fucking good. It is. Like, like, like everything else they've ever made. It slaps. Yeah, it's great. Um, it's uh, very tuned into the moment in which it is released, uh, which all other stuff typically is, I think. Mm-hmm. This, this, this one is extremely juicy with the politics, though. Yes. Yeah. Checks like uh, Normalization Blues are very pointed and... Mm-hmm. Mega Guillotine. Me- Mega Guillotine's so good. It's great. Yeah, they have a lot of great songs on it, and I think... For the nature of, of this podcast and, and the lens of gender that I love to slide mm-hmm. over anything, I uh, I am, of course, going to to recommend and play a snippet of a song which isn't as uh, brutal as it sounds, but it is called Body Terror Song. But it is it's just kind of a, a heartfelt song about how difficult it can be to, to have a body sometimes. The opening line is, I'm so sorry that you have to have a body. And as soon as I heard that, I was just like, yeah, man, big move. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. I'm so sorry that you have to have a body. I'm so sorry that you have to have a body. Oh, yeah. I'm very sorry that you have to have a body. One that will hurt you and be the subject of so much of your Personally, God, oh yeah, we they're they're playing our, they're playing our city. We'll have to go. Everyone, come through <laughs> on official on unofficial podcast meetup. <laughs> That'd be so sick. Yeah, I'm I'm stoked on that. Super recommend uh, listening to it and the rest of the record if um if it sounds like your jam, if it gets you stoked, it's the good shit. <laughs> Never forget it. Never forget. Never forget. My my next thing that I have written down is not a particularly big thing, and I won't get into it much on the pod, but I will just plug that I wrote. I, I mentioned before that I wrote a piece sort of about the Oscars, but it's also about uh, the films of Christopher Nolan, because uh, they watched them all and was confused that he had never won an Oscar. Um, and it's more complicated than just he's he's a good filmmaker. But um, I, I focused on the way he depicts masculinity. And you can kind of ignore the Oscar stuff now because it's over. But uh, I really like this, how I assessed his 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 crumbling masculinity that he always depicts in his movies. 
don't know, just an interesting lens to look at those movies from. And I, I think he's, I think he's pretty good at making movies. That was a good, a, a good piece you wrote. Thank you. I don't know. Should I call it an article? What do you call it? Either works. Piece, article, feature. Some, you wrote some good words. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> I really liked Dunkirk. That's, that's the alternate title of it. I really liked Dunkirk. <laughs> and I would have been very upset if 1917 won Best Picture and Dunkirk didn't. I don't know anything about either of these films. Dunkirk's good. It's, I, I mentioned this in my, in my piece, but I think it's, it, is, it has all of my favorite things about his movies while having no dead wives and it's less than two hours. Hell yeah. Does it have a live wives? Uh, I mean, it's, it's about World War One. There's barely any women in it at all. If I start another band ever, I'm going to name it Alive Wives. It's a good, good phrase. Good couple. I'm making up. I'm writing it down right now. It's a now. good couple syllables. I'll give you that. Really hard to say. It, it's linked in the, the, in the description with everything else. What was the thing that you were going to say? Non-binary, uh, black musician, Jeremy Hunter, uh, Scatu Network. If you have not heard of Scatu Network, that is my um, non-binary artist recommendation for this episode. Also, where have you been if you haven't heard of Scatu Network? <laughs> if if you actively avoid and hate ska, then I guess that's where you've been. But they Fair. also uh, are in. Um, oh my God! What is the name of their other band? We, we are the yep, Union. That's it. Um, they. So Scotu Network is, I don't want to call it necessarily like their solo project because uh, they team up with like a bunch of other artists and musicians to do like vocals and different things. But they, uh, they Scottify or Skankify, I guess is the more <laughs> accurate term. Um, they skank up a bunch of, uh, of other songs. Um, so just like ska versions of all sorts of things. Um, but also, I, I follow them on Twitter and I think on Instagram as well. And they're they're constantly uh, educating people about the the history of uh, of ska and like just the genre of, like on its the genre itself. Um, but they're just like they're a really cool person. They can play basically every instrument, from what I can tell from watching their videos. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, just like really fun, uplifting videos to watch. Um, if you like ska, <laughs> if you like ska, if you don't like ska, I'm what are you doing? If you don't like ska, I'd still say like check out like one video just to make sure. Yeah, just are you sure? When was the last time you had some ska? Because I don't, <laughs> I would not describe myself as liking ska, but I mm -hmm. do think I like a lot of what Jeremy does on that YouTube channel. Well, there you go. Can't get a more glowing recommendation than that. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, Jeremy. <laughs> Thank you for what you're doing. Yeah. And keep yeah. doing it. Keep keep doing it, please. Yeah. We thank you. Uh, the only other thing I have written down here is uh, a couple films uh, that are, I would say, about gender, but they're explicitly through black lenses. One of them that I'm recommending is from uh, a black director. Uh, but that one is A Long Walk, which is under 15 minutes. Wow. Under 15 minutes. It's free up on their Vimeo. Directed, it was from 2014. I might say the director's name wrong, but I'm pretty sure it is. 
uh, Chinoe or Chinoye uh, Chikuyu. But uh, I heard about them because I saw Clemency, which was a 2019 film that I just saw in theaters, which uh, is great. And this short film is 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 pretty heavy in in what it's in what it's doing. It it, it it's and it's condensed to like a quick 15 minutes too. But uh, I guess just a light trigger warning for for depicted suicide. Um, but I think it is. Uh, a strong piece that does a lot at a very short runtime. And uh, the other thing I have on this list is is Girlhood, um, a French film also from 2014, notably directed by a white French woman um, who has been talked about a lot lately because she directed Portrait of a, of a Lady on Fire. Mm. But uh, Girlhood was the first thing of hers that I could get my hands on, and it is a beautiful movie if you like subtitles um because it is in french i you can print it on some platform online pretty easily i'll link a trailer in the description um but uh it's good i like it a lot and i read a bunch of reviews and a lot of people are like hi i'm french black and poor and this movie made me cry <laughs> so um oh jeez uh it's 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 not as heavy as the the first thing i recommended but it still has like some moments um and it's there's a lot of great moments in that movie um and it's a, a lot of uh celine's work seems to be about gender and just like the 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 various things that you you do because of it but yeah i uh those those are those are two things i've seen recently that i'd i'd like to point to and uh i will continue seeking out things that uh that are are I like to see things about gender and I like to see things through gender like through lenses that aren't explicitly white and talk about gender. Mm-hmm. I, I implore other people to also seek those things out, but uh I will keep uh the thing is like we we do talk a lot about media on this show and more and more lately. Uh but I, I do like to focus in on like I'm not gonna come and talk about every movie I've seen lately, just uh the ones that I think r- have a good like an interesting thing to say about like gender or have like some gender lens on them uh or a, a blue hedgehog i guess but yeah you know the two genders gender and hedgehog <laughs> blue hedgehogs yes sure <laughs> those are the only two categories of movies <laughs> but yeah that's um that's all the stuff that i had written down and i believe it is all the stuff that you also have so that's that's a podcast that's all they them that's all they them uh let's do <laughs> Let's do some quick plug-in things on our way out the door here, then. Hey, everybody. Just wanted to jump in while I'm editing real quick because there's something I forgot to plug when recording uh, because it hadn't been announced yet, and now it is. Mouse, mouse, please! I'm going to be streaming for charity on March 7th for Trans Lifeline. I wanted to make sure I brought it up uh, in, in this plug section in this episode. But, um, so on March 7th at... 10 a.m. Eastern, go to twitch.tv slash theorangegroves. It's the same place we did Extra Life, uh, but I am going to be streaming. I'm not going to be the one playing the game, though. I'm going to be with my friend Andrew. He's going to be playing uh, Undertale for the very first time. You might know Andrew from the Argonauts podcast, also on the network, or um, from Extra Life or something else, but he's great. I hope he likes Undertale, and you can come find out live and help us raise money for Trans Lifeline, which is a 
a great organization. We're going to have a rep from the charity uh, sometime in that afternoon to talk to us a bit about the organization. Very excited about all of it. Uh, if we raise $1,000, we're going to send Timmy to college. It's going to be great. Anyways, now I'm going to let uh, me and Rain in the past plug our things for real. Mouse! Uh, where could people find you uh, on the internet? Rain. Well, on the, on the internet, you can find me on most social media at Small Small Witch. Or on Etsy, if you need some uh, cool gay stickers or witchy zines, you can find me at etsy.com slash shop slash Rain Clark. Hell yeah. You can find me on... Joe, where... Oh, shit. <laughs> I was, I was going to do it for <laughs> you, you for, the, for once, sorry. even though I never have. Joe, where can, uh, where can our, our friends and fans and followers find you online? Well, you can find me on social media at Ghost of Joe, Ghost of J-O. Uh, and I make a couple other podcasts. Um, just a few. Just a few. Uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll again talk about Nervous Rex, which has uh, been a, for me, a rewatch and for my co-host, a first time watch of Neon Genesis. Uh, Evangelion? <laughs> I, I, I really like a lot of- 911! <laughs> I really like a lot of our conversations about uh, that show. It's been uh, fascinating to revisit all of it and listen to Chris's perspectives. Um, our next episode actually has a guest for the first time, which is nice. Ooh. It's like an almost all flashback episode. It's 21. Um, so we're getting near the end of the show, and uh, then we're going to dive into all the other shit that it, the franchise exists. Um, but yeah, you can find that on the same network as this one at theorangegroves.com. And yeah, let's go check out some other shows. There was a new uh, Sequentially recently. That's great. I was, I was also just about to mention that if you didn't. Yeah. I don't think, uh, I think this is the first time I get to say that game mechanics has started i think that started between uh the last time we've recorded um but uh that we used to have a show about tabletop game design called rpg design friends that has been uh rebirthed in the form of game mechanics uh with a a new host and uh just doing some interviews about tabletop game design and uh i think episode two will probably be uh, actually i'm sure that episode two will be out uh before this because it comes out tomorrow uh but yeah uh go pop over in that uh that feed show show logan some love they're great at podcasting i'm excited to hear more of their interviews but uh yeah theorangegroves.com go see what's new check out some some shows find something you like uh and uh potentially support the orange groves patreon to hear uh, audio that gets cut from episodes across the whole network and uh bonus shows uh and bonus episodes at the the ten dollar level and occasionally a test pilot when we have one to run. I might be, I might be making one soon against my better judgment. <laughs> so, <laughs> Joe, pl Joe, please rest. I just got, got, got a good idea. <laughs> a pilot doesn't mean I make a show. <laughs> that's true. Uh, I think that's it. Um, you can also join the Orange Grove's Discord server. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's a link in the show notes. And if not, you can find it on the website, theorangegroves.com again. At the bottom of the page, next to our contact information, uh, you can chat about uh, any of the stuff that came up in this episode or let us know things that we haven't brought up. Um, but, yeah. Our theme music is Big Trucks by I Believe in Julio. Thanks for letting us use it. <laughs> Thanks, Julio. We don't say that every month, and we should. <laughs> we should, yeah. But it's always in the, it's always in the description. It's always there. Uh, and I think, I think that's all they themed. I think that's all they did.
All right. Well, whatever gets you stoked is the good shit. Gender if you got them or don't. Or don't. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Yeah,